it's May 27th, 2016, and that was the longest match of Dota I've ever played. I'm Colin Detmar. I'm Emily Dalton, and I've got Shellshock here at Bottle Crow, a Dota 2, Dota 2 podcast. Holy shit. Uh, Dota 2. Yeah, that was an 85-minute game. <laughs> oh, and I, like, we were in disbelief when we realized we were going to win. Which was, like, the last two seconds, by the way. Yeah, no, uh... <laughs> We were up against a Techies, um... Pudge and Techies and Anti-Mage. Mm-hmm. There were other people on the team, and certainly there they... must have been. They played, I mean, you know, Slardar, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to knock anyone's achievements on that team, except for Anti-Mage. But, um... <laughs> boy, that was a knockdown drag-out of a game, huh? Yeesh. And it was, I think... I think it was, like, the highest wards per minute of any non-Treant game I've ever been in. Like... It was bananas. We were warding... I was warding like crazy. I was getting dewarded like crazy. We were dewarding like crazy. Bananas. Gems were everywhere. Everyone was a carry, except oh for God. Emily. <laughs> Did I buy three gems? Or was it more than three? Because it was at least three gems. It was at least three gems. I'm not positive. Um... I got really stressed out because I only picked, I picked Undying instead of like a really, you know, like cuddly support because someone else was hovering Witch Doctor and then switched to Axe. So. Yeah. And he did not have the greatest judgment in the world. No. That said, Boy. everybody on our team was a reasonable person. And even when they got frustrated, if you like, if you talk to them, they pulled together. And I feel like I, I, Maybe I should have directed traffic a little more, but as far as being like the like the chipper leader, when I do that, it it goes well, and I did that, and it it was it was a good thing, I think. Yeah, definitely. Holy crap! Um, yeah, I don't know. Pushing uphill against a techies past forty five minutes is is really really hard. <laughs> it's like a game of who is the most gross. Turns out. <laughs> Wind Ranger, she's the most gross. No, I was the most farmed. I was not the most gross. Uh, Techies is the most gross. I if Techies had had my items, well, then he would have been really ineffective because I had carry items. But I don't know. I don't know that that game was that game was too much for me. I uh, as soon as we finish recording this podcast, I'm gonna take a walk just because I. I and I'm like, gonna sleep. Still. No, yeah. yeah. Toward the end of the game, you were like, "Do you want to maybe record another day?" Like, no, we gotta stagger <laughs> in after that game and just, yeah. Christ. So one of the things I said to you, you are a big Techies fan. I'm a big Techies fan. I and I should l- say though, I haven't played Techies in a long time because people get so pissed. And late in the game, I got kind of salty about like I think generally my spirit like I wasn't like. I don't tend to get, like, scornful or angry of other players generally, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, like, but I did late in the game there start talking about why the current techies design is a problem. In fairness, some of that was sparked by their pudge, whom... A thing you probably would guess about me and Colin is that if other people on the other team do something really good, we'll call it out in all chat. We'll be like, hey, pudge, holy shit, that was a great hook. Their Pudge, on the other hand, was was a negative Nelly. And so he was like, fine, you could push us all day. We got techies on high ground. And it was after that that you were like, no, seriously, though. This is this is a problem. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I think, like, 
a really good techies or a scripting techies, mm. it is almost impossible to breach their high ground. And I was taking a lot of that attitude in. This was a 1.5k techies, so there were holes in the defense, and we had some some selfless people punch through, and we finally took it, right? Yeah. But I feel like the way he's built right now is just like... I like the techies design as far as... Okay, I like the techies concept is okay. what I should say. I like that concept <laughs> You heard my eyebrows lot. go up. Hmm. I like that concept a lot. But I feel like the way he is right now is not like... He feels so binary, right? Hmm. He has enough minds to kill you or he does not. And if he doesn't, then it doesn't matter because there's no one around to capitalize. And if he does, you are instantly dead. And sort of as a as a result of that kind of design, you get these moments where like a carry is walking through the woods and then just gone, just erased. And Techies didn't like Techies was smart to place the mines there, but like there's no le- that gameplay doesn't feel that engaging. Yeah, because Techies didn't make a play. Techies made a play like fucking maybe half an hour ago, and it's like. What one? Oh, right, right, okay. Um, and I just, I feel like there's a way to do the techies design that feels less, less all or nothing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you make it less frustrating for the other team because it's like, no, it's a, it's a guy who places mines. This is not going to be fun for you in a certain way, right? Yeah. He makes you sad, and that's fine. He should make you sad. But... I don't know. I feel like there's a way to do it that feels less honestly disruptive than this, right? Like, yeah, as I say, like, if if they had had anyone else on their team other than techies, and this, you know, I, I can't know this, right? I'm making this this sweeping statement. But I feel like if they'd if that guy had been on anyone but techies, we could have won it maybe 50 minutes. But high ground was so incredibly hard for us. Well, and I'm so I'm sort of stuck on Techies is playing a slightly different game than everybody else. Sure. He so should. yeah, yeah. But it's like, okay, well then to what extent do I agree or disagree with you? Like one of the things that I get stuck on is you're talking about like, yeah, and I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with what you're saying. Like, oh, and Carrie gets erased and it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but being that techies, like, I have had no better feeling in Dota. Nothing close than, like, hearing your minds go and seeing that Carrie evaporate and just cackling like a lunatic. Like, I'd be really sad not to at least theoretically be able to have that in my life. I don't know. But I mean, I think there's a way to do that, like... With the landmines, right? Yeah. The landmines, I have no problem with their design because right now mm-hmm. there's sort of, like, I think you need to adjust it a little, make it a little, honestly, more punishing, but there's, like, sort of, like, a minimum distance you have to have between the mines, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I've played on games where there was a techies on my team and the enemy carry walked into a minefield and, like, took, like, you know, like, one, two, three mines. And it was like, oh, shit, and turned to walk a different direction and one, two, three mines and turned to walk the other way, one, two, three, and then he was dead. And it's like, he had the feedback to know that he should do something different, and he just misinterpreted and fucked it up and got killed. And it was hilarious. Yeah. And fucking keep that. But it's these stacks of remote mines. It's these 
stacks of remote mines that are like, oh no, that's just enough. Like, if they're not BKB'd, they die. That's the problem. You're probably right. You're probably right. And I actually would like to see stasis traps be not better, but less niche. Like, as a compensation for techies not being able to stack remote mines, I think you should buff stasis trap, <laughs> personally. Um, but yeah, I've talked about various solutions to fix techies on this podcast before. Talked about battle techies, talked about these various ideas. And I really just think, like, really all you need to do is, is change it so he can't stack remotes. What, and then give him something to compensate. What do you see as being, like, the minimum distance between them? I mean, I would see something like, uh, I mean, like like physical mines are now. Like the land mines are. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you are probably right. And, I mean, you know, we'll see. That was That was a hell of a match. I was really excited upon winning that match. Um... Because it really felt like overcoming impossible odds. Oh yeah, you really point. earned it. Everyone earned it. Um, but it, it's true that I was the one shooting my bow machine gun at the ancient at the end. So, because um, it also had a base race. Because sure, it wasn't crazy enough, right? <laughs> um, anyway, we came here to talk about things other than that game. Did we? We did. We have bottle crow notes. Oh, I'm so confused. So, since we last recorded, in fact, on the day that I put the podcast out, I think, uh, the Battle Pass, the new compendium for both the Manila Major and the International, was released. Yay! Let's let's just quick get overall thoughts from you. What do you think about this Battle Pass? What do you think? What do I think? In the past, I have objected to some of them, and I have been really on board with some of them, and this is more in the second category. I am more in the second category as well, but I have some problems. Tell me about your problems. Oh, is it that nobody's voting with you on the Arcana stuff? Actually, apparently, Sand King versus Enchantress is the most contested Arcana vote right now, so I think a lot of people understand that Ayasthusha is the true vote. You really need to give Enchantress her... Yeah, boy, I'm really excited for Gold Sand. That Arcana is going to be really exciting. Like, that's that's the thing, right? Sand King's a great character. And nearly all the cosmetics for him have been pretty boring because he's a brown scorpion. But that's... So I feel like maybe there are two diametrically opposed way to come at Arcana votes and we're on each side of it because that's why I would pick somebody. It's like, okay, well then do something fucking great. Yeah, Sans, I have some Sand King stuff and it's, yeah, it's boring as hell. So do something great. You have to. It's an Arcana. Fold arms. I, I would say that there are three perspectives. One is, boy, this hero's a mess. Let's give him an Arcana so they have to update them. Like Jakiro. Yeah. Jakiro should win. Yeah, come on, guys. Jakiro needs some love. He looks like two dragons super glued together. Yeah, it's it's he's his his skin texture like the, his body texture honestly looks like an oil slick and it's really gross. Um, the second is sort of what I was was trying to rep there, which is this character is already like shows has has concepts like visual concepts already that you could clearly elaborate on with an arcana and would be really cool. 
And then the third that I see is this character doesn't look bad. It's just the concept is not that complicated and doesn't seem to have a lot of room for imagination to me. And that's where I put Sand King, right? <laughs> is You don't have to agree, obviously. But, like, in fact, I expect you don't. But, like, Sand King doesn't look bad. He looks fine. And so, like, this isn't going to be a situation where it's like, oh, man, look at this sick new model. Maybe it will. But probably it's just going to be now he's got the crown of sand, which summons sand to sand sand. And I'm just like, I, I think you're being a little unfair, but I see what I'm you're saying. I'm being super unfair. <laughs> um, well, and I am a little biased in the other direction because there's fan fiction corner this week. Over the last month or so, I have read more Enchantress bang stories than I, 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 oh my God, like horrifying shit. So that's not what we're reading this week. <laughs> but Emily, um, that passion comes from somewhere other than anatomical places. It comes from a passion for the character who is a good character and has interesting visual design. Emily, do you know what Enchantress loves? I do! I wish I didn't! Everything. <laughs> uh. I gotta, we gotta think about something else now. There's a Crystal Maiden announcer pack I've got it turned on. I've also got the new music on, which I like and I think you don't like. I'm fine with. It's just I I have become really attached to the harmonies of New Bloom as made by Ready Use Promoti. Thank you for letting us use the intro and outro music. Um and like, you know, I reached out to that guy originally when I am the worst at reaching out to people I don't know, right? I'm a I'm not like a shy dude, but I don't like getting in contact with strangers. You're not a self promoter. I'm not a self promoter. And I was like, this music's really sick, and it's just this guy who's posting on Reddit. I bet I can ask him and show him what we do, and he'll be on board with it. And he totally was. Um, because I really like the music, and I'm just I'm sticking with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the new music pack is by uh, the composer who did, like, Halo and a few other things, obviously. But um, So it's it's certainly solid. And the Crystal Maiden announcer pack, I think, also is actually... It's the first announcer pack in a long time that actually seems legitimately good to me. I'm really enjoying it. I'm not obviously going to get it word for word, but the part's like, did I not get across to you that barracks are important? Like, yeah, sorry. Defend your ancient. It's the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's she's like. It's what you wanted from the Bristleback one. It's yeah. the insider perspective that's a little exasperated with you. Yeah, no, it's really good. And the one, the thing that it really makes me want. Um, have you gotten any of the the Rylai's crystal wheel spins on this? No, I've played like four games on the battle pass so far. So, and okay, well, lost almost all of them. The Rylai's the wheel is from the previous battle pass, right? Yeah, yeah, I got and it. You spin, there. spin to win. Um, and it's back here, and there is a lot more voice work. Hmm. It's just like she's she's chatting as you spin and talking about like I you know you could win these amazing prizes. And Lena is also talking, and they're having some back and forth, and Lena's kind of hijacking the show at times. <laughs> and it makes me really want a Crystal Maiden Lena announcer pack, like a little combo Oof. where they're playing off each other. That would be really fun. That would be pretty intense. It would be. That's true. Um, and I actually, I, after that, but... after that, I kind of expected like one of the lines to be Lena butting in and stealing it, and Crystal Maiden being indignant, but that didn't happen. Um. But I've sort of I beat around my my beefs with 
the uh, battle pass. Um, the first one's really simple. They've spaced out the treasures in such a way that you have to spend way more money to get the immortals this time. Yeah. Um, like, at level one, you get an immortal treasure one, a treasure two, and a treasure three. And it's not until level 98 that you get a second treasure two. And treasure three, I don't even remember, it's somewhere in the hundreds. But it's just like, no, you're just not getting another of these unless you spend a ton of money. Okay. Well. With last year's International Compendium thing, I think I, I bought like level 125 and I had every immortal, right? Yeah. And then some. Um, so that feels a little more greedy to me, right? Yeah. And there are a lot of new ways to earn stuff, um, including like a new community challenge pachinko machine. Which, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you use Reddit, r slash Dota two, or you know I'm sure something awful has had some people bitching about this. Uh, but basically, they they said like you know as a community, you guys need to destroy twenty billion trees, and then it's like well that's mathematically almost impossible to do in time. So actually, let's do all this stuff to make sure you reach the goal. And it's it seems like these numbers weren't created with a lot of thought. Um. I don't know. And also just like so it gets us more balls to drop into the Pachinko machine, which will grant us levels. Like, oh, okay. Woo, I that's, guess. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. I don't know. Um, and the other way that we're supposed to get levels, of course, is the quest system. The quest system is back. Now, did you do much of the quest stuff in the Winter Battle Pass? Shit, no. I looked at it and went this is going to be less fun for me. And that's probably what's going to happen again here. I actually had a lot of fun with the winter quests, and I felt like one of the things that made it interesting was that the three paths felt really like three pretty different paths, right? Mm -hmm. Like, one of the paths was clearly, like, carry, and then there was, like, mid. um, And then there was uh, a sort of mid slash roamer. And then there was support, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there were what had quests like stack X number of camps, it's like, that's that's a good challenge. It encourages me to do something I should anyway. Something that helps us win the game. And it's fun. And this time around, our three quest paths appear to be Sneaky Carry, Punchy Carry, Mana Using Carry. So my strategy from last time is going to serve me pretty well here. Yeah, and I really, like... I also don't much care for most of the sets. I think the Wind Ranger one is is a neat alternate interpretation of Wind Ranger, right? She's got like she's got a cool haircut, she's got a flaming bow, which people are like, Oh, I'm gonna confuse her with Clinks now and it's like, listen, I understand this. Aunt whole, Lena, like, I'm just super confused. Is that Batrider? Like I do I do we've talked about how we worry about the visual communication, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still a red haired green clothed lady with a bow you're not going to confuse it for clinks or lena let's get real um man harsh truth day here at bottle grow i guess get real but like the quests are like not serving anyone but carries basically they are some of them are doable supports if you're greedy and screw your carry over which i have seen people doing uh and also just the the objectives aren't super productive like i mean some of them they're changing but like there's one to get a butterfly by 25 minutes Mm -hmm. it's possible to get that much farm if you're farming well if you put it into butterfly first item you're an idiot it's just like 
It's frustrating when this sort of thing encourages people to play worse Dota and make things harder for their team. Yeah. Like maybe if you have a Riki in your game who's constantly pinging that he needs one more arcane rune, so don't touch the runes. In fairness, he seemed like he was trying to be relatively cool about it. Sure, sure, that's very fair. And I'm not like, that's the guy from the game we just played? Mm-hmm. That guy was a cool guy. He's a good I guy. I don't have a problem with him. I think the quest system encourages bad behavior, and at people who already have bad behavior, it makes it worse. For him, it seemed like he just kept making this joke about how dumb the quest was. Don't worry, guys, I need an arcane rune. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes it seemed like he was. Yeah. Sometimes I think, yes, I, I, yeah. I think he did that one time after he killed Anti Mage solo, and he was like, "But I still need that <laughs> arcane rune. <laughs> I feel incomplete." Was, Sorry, man. It's funny. Yeah. Um. But these quests just don't seem like they encourage good play, and they're only really suited towards the carry play style, and it just seems kind of shitty to me. Um, there is there are three quest chains right now, and we are waiting on one more, which we'll unlock. I'm not really clear at what point, but at some point, which will have a Legion Commander item, Immortal, I think, associated with her. They're well, kind of being cagey. I guess. Well, and I should say, and this may resolve as like in a couple of weeks, I have more personal time, but. The fact that they're getting more and more elaborate with like the working together and getting this and then possibly will unlock this means that I'm just paying less attention, right? Like, sure. I'm glad to have one. I hope to open some treasures and maybe get a cool immortal. I'm voting on the Arcana with interest. But like a lot of it, it's just like, uh, see, I don't know. It seems like you're doing a lot of random shit in there. I, I'm going to go lose some more Dota. Mm. Yeah. Like I completed two of the winner quests. I completed the Ember Spirit one, which was way easier than the others. And I completed the Lena one, which I think was the mid one. Hmm. Um, but like, even those, like as a person who plays a pretty decent amount of Dota, but isn't super hardcore, two of the two, two of the quest chains I couldn't possibly do. It was just like, no, that like these end of these later objectives are too hard, and also they require some very specific picks, and it just takes so much time. And at a certain point, I, I, I'm I not sure who you're serving with this stuff. Somebody, though. Sure. I mean, there are people who pump tons of money. You should see the compendium levels on pro players. It's bananas. Hmm. I guess they're like, well, I'm going to win all this money back anyway. So um, we're 25%. Well, and I but. remember even just like near the last international, some of the levels I saw on not professional players horrified me and at my level like if you're playing at 1k with this level oh my gosh don't yeah. you you're spending too much money on the game and it's a game that i like and spend money on but good god yeah yeah for sure um and then you know i think the last thing is the river vials which is something that i actually this is one area where i am not upset and i just think they're hilarious um so it's an item you get that you can then buy for free from the side shop in-game once you've earned this upgrade. And it's a little vial that is in your inventory and you can use to change the effects of the river for everyone. You can make it look like there's been an oil spill. You can make it look like lightning's coursing through it. You can make it look like a mirror. That's hilarious. The hilarious thing is it's got limited uses forever. What? Like for everyone? That's the... It, I mean, like, if you if you bought if you got to compendium level two thousand five hundred, you get the blood vial, 
and it's supposed to have 50 charges. Right now it has 20, and I think they're going to patch that. But you use it 50 times mm-hmm. ever, it's gone. Yeah, I, I guess I assumed it was consumable in some way, because Christ. Yeah, no, I'm down. That seems like it's... some good silly season shit. The thing that makes it hilarious to me is these people who are outraged that their vials are gone now. It's like... Man, this is, like they gave you this extra weird little dumb thing as a reward for how much money you're wasting. Like, well, and also it's like the teleport effects or something, right? Like there have always been things that are going to go away. I think there have been things. I mean, there's been things that expire over time. Mm-hmm. I don't think there have been in-game affecting things that expire over use before. No, but the, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't care no, I about get the you. difference in this case. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I don't really care either. I just, you know, I'm trying to be fair. But not me. I don't know. Because I just I... played an 85 minute game of Dota. There's no fair anymore. <laughs> and now we're and now we're going to talk for another, yeah. Ooh. Um So, I think like overall, I think this battle pass is is like a you should probably like if you are into Dota, you play a bunch, you should get it, I think. That's my my feedback, but it's not as enthusiastic a yes as the winner one was. The winner one was pretty amazing. The winner one was great. Um, And yeah, I mean, this one, you know, it's for two tournaments, so it's going to last a while. Um, Yeah, I would say even if you just play a little Dota, but you know you're going to keep playing a little Dota, it's worth doing. Because it's fun to be able to play along on some of the stuff, and, you know, some of the items are neat. Not all of them, alas, but there could be Batrider Arcana, so hang in there, kids. There could, there could. He was doing okay last I checked. He's getting most of my votes. <sighs> they they gave Wind Ranger and Earthshaker buys because they just they just knew what would happen if they put him in the ring with somebody else. So yeah, it'll have to happen eventually though. They're gonna they're gonna draw blood at some point. Put them up against each other. So the pro scene has been, uh, I mean, not quiet, but it's you know, there's there's a little bit of a lull before the Manila Major starts proper. Um, and other, you know, tournaments, I don't know, I think Dream League, or Dream Hack, I always mix those two up. It was probably Dream League. Um, happened. Uh, the Summit 5 qualifiers are happening. You know, these a bunch of, of We're getting ready for a lot of stuff. Right. And you're seeing people stay in shape um, as teams. And... I don't know. I think by the... No, by the time we record the next podcast, it will be right before the tournament starts proper, I think. But I'm still going to go ahead and ask right now. Like, a lot of fuss has been made about the fact that since their reshuffles, EG and Secret have not been performing in the way that we expect them to. What do you make of that? So you, as a person, know the kind of sports fan that I am a person, as a person am. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just making me incredibly suspicious and concerned. Like, no, wait, the kind of Dota I like, the teams I like, they're doing better. The bad guys aren't doing as well. Something really bad's going to happen. So They're uh, sandbagging. They've got, they've got pocket strats. I don't think so. I don't think so. Really? You, th- you don't think they're holding back for the major? I mean, I guess I think mixed. I think certainly they're trying to hold some stuff back for the major, but I think we're going to get to the major, and they're not going to blow our heads off. Hmm. I think they're going to finish high middle of the pack. Maybe not okay. secret, but EG, I, I'm not, I'm not predicting big things for EG. 
Ichi's or Secret's chemistry really seems to be. In I don't flux? like. Like, I don't know that you're going to find a lot of people who know what they're talking about who will not argue that Universe is the best offlaner in the world. Yeah. He's so fucking good. And he's just been, like, making baffling plays. Mm. And I think, you know what we should talk about? What should we talk about? Let's talk about the Arteezy curse. It is a notable trend that wherever Arteezy goes, people tend to not get in finals no matter how good their team is, right? Or not win, anyway, right? Do you think he has really bad breath? I'm just joking. I don't think he has really bad breath. (laughs) I think, I mean, my theory is that he is a mechanically incredibly talented player, like one of the best in the business. Mm -hmm. And he is probably on team Mike, a loud self-absorbed communicator who disrupts team unity. Mm. That is my theory. Just, I mean, and you know, like I don't want to, I don't want to shit talk these players, right? Like, God damn, make seeing some of these plays these people make the time Arteezy denied himself with his own wolf as Lycan, <laughs> like unreal. But at a certain point, like, you've got to look at why they're getting the results they are, and the answers the, that you come up with, true or untrue, are not going to be flattering. Something is wrong. So, I'm going to make it a little more complicated. I feel like we've seen Arteezy do well, though. I mean, what you're talking about is a known phenomenon. There are real problems. But I want to say, because I've complained about E.G. having Arteezy and what that means for him as a player, just his play style, I want to say that he is a player who needs a good window to troll and be an asshole because it's going to come out. You need to let him have it come out in play where he does some, like, just troll bullshit and does it amazingly because if you're keeping him really tightly in line, PPD, then it's going to come out other ways. I mean, you know, he's on secret these days. Um, Oh, sure, but I'm just saying, I feel like... He's been in but, situations but PPD's the controlling one. Yeah. where he's had, yeah, yeah, I, when the last time I was complaining about it, it was because of EG is what I was thinking. I see. But yeah, no, I feel like if he's in a situation where he's able to get it out in game and just like stomp around and be a dickhead and deny creeps before he murders people, then maybe that, you know, like it's a steam valve thing. I want I this mean, to he's, be true. He's not, I mean, he's not moon meander, right? Like he's not. I don't know. I like, I like name n- name a player, a professional Dota two player, besides No Tail <laughs> and Pile I Die, who doesn't have a little dickhead in him. Always want to fly. I'm not sure, so I'll give you that one. But like, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. No, but I feel like. I feel like there's a percentage, you know? Sure. And you feel like Arteezy's is high? I feel like Arteezy's is high. I also think um, Jackie's is high. Cannot remember his screen name now. I am so out Eternal Envy. Yeah. I think yeah. E's is high. And I think that's part of why when we watched him in the last major, he was doing a lot of basically solo play on the team. Like, it's going to come out in different ways for different people. Or Havost. My, my favorite carry of all time, Havost. <laughs> like... 
if it's they have certain special conditions like in some ways it feels like the same as i don't know baseball superstition or something it's like no he's got to have green apples in a hot tub before a game or he is gonna pitch like shit it has nothing to do with apples this metaphor is getting away from me we played an 85 minute game but you, you do you see what i'm saying I think I do. It's just like creating the conditions under which players excel, and right? For Arteezy, that means in-game shenanigans to a level that are not necessary for most people. I mean, what if it's simpler than that? What if it's just stage fright? What if it's just when the when it's really important he fucks up? That could be. But that's less interesting than mine, although much more plausible. So I'm going to stick with mine. Okay. Okay. So I don't know, like you're uh who are the lunatics you're you're fans of now? You got some crazy team. Fanatic Listen, there are a lot of teams that I care about. Most of them have dumb names. So I mean are you are you thinking like Okay. I don't know to what extent you can do this, but setting aside your pure fandom in which you're going to say fanatic no matter what trying to look at this logically who are your three contenders for the throne of the manila major see you said that because you knew what teams i would say if you didn't bully me into doing this thing you're talking about 100 percent. i think og has a real chance i do too I mean, what do you think of Newbie? They've been kind of on a tear lately. I mean, they're out of the Summit 5 qualifier, which was really surprising. But, you know, Summit 5, maybe they weren't really giving it their all. I think they have a hot streak that's not going to take them through a major tournament. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to decide which of the other two I get to put in. (laughs) Why don't don't you give me your three to watch? Because I'm I'm stuck in an emotional problem. I'm going to stick with OG, because OG's... Fucking excellent. <sighs> OG's fucking excellent. And, like, beyond my fandom of them, which obviously exists, there's also just, like, uh... Miracle is the best carry player in Dota right now. Mm. And Moon is one of the best space creators, and No-Tail, when he does his thing right, has unbelievable game sense, and I think they can really do it. Fly is amazing. You know, I, I love that team. Um, I think MVP Phoenix is, you know, they haven't been at a lot of tournaments because they're in Korea, but when they show up, they kill everyone, so I think they're probably going to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to say Liquid. I'm going to say Team <clears throat> Liquid, because they've been consistently fi- finishing in, like, the top three. So I'm going to say Secret finishes number three to just continue with their overall life trend. They're not. Okay. They're they're good. They're of course they're good. And Puppy's amazing. And I love I love one of my favorite things in the world now in Dota is when people decide they don't need to ban out special puppy heroes. It's pretty good. PPD can get away with that sometimes. Nobody else can. Yeah. <clears throat> it's. So I mean, like you don't you don't like, okay. So like Wings won. Uh, Epicenter, right? That Russian not major that was practically a major. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that was kind of a fluke, or 
or a moment in time, to put it differently? I'm going to say a moment in time. Okay. Okay. Is Navi back? Picking them for my third. <laughs> Come back into my life and cause me more pain, Navi. That's what it's I what need. what they do. Yeah, it's what they do. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at I'm looking at the teams that are that are going to be there, and it's it's really going to be a, a knockdown dragout. Um, I I will be callous and say I don't expect very much from LGD, from Complexity, or from Mineski, and that one really hurts me to say because I love Mineski, but they're not top tier. They're not ready for that level of competition. I mean, they're they're ready to compete, but they're not ready to to go all the way. You know. Where's Pawn Seven playing? Uh, he's playing on Kaipi these days, mm-hmm. which interesting. That's something I wanted to talk about <laughs> because Kaipi just got a new player. Who's that? His name is Zai. Maybe you've heard of him. Oh shit! Yeah, Zai took some time off to finish up some schooling, and he finished, and he's fucking playing on Kaipi now. The so team to watch, maybe. Yeah, like, so the uh, roster right now is Bone Seven, Sing Sing, Sexy Bambo, which eh, Zai and Come with Me. Um, Come with Me is a solid player. Bone Seven is a really unpredictable player. Sing Sing, I need to see more of his stuff because he used to be unbelievable, right? And I don't think he's bad. I just, I haven't, I need more data to find out if he's still in that, that streamer mindset, right? Or if he's ready to go pro for real. Yeah. And fucking Zai, fucking, it's Zai. I don't know, Zai is in, can I say an unassailable talent? Am I allowed to say that? You can say whatever you want, my friend. This is a safe space. That guy is that guy is legit as hell, and I'm really excited he's back. Legit as hell, I can't agree to. So, I don't know. I they um, that just happened, right? That happened a few days ago. Hmm. That Zai rejoined, so they haven't put up any results since that. But I am excited to see what happens with that. Speaking of being super excited, fan fiction corner, boom. How? I'm taking over. Please do. We're going with a little gay slash fiction this week, but not okay. explicit at all. Um, sure. Did not realize it was slash fiction really when I got into it. But so, Axe, right? Mm-hmm. And I should say, this story is actually like adorable and like good adorable. It's a silly story, it is kind of funny. Um,. The story is called Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Time, and it's by Tanicus Kaisereth. And, uh, yeah, basically, Storm Spirit is zipping around, and then he hears Axe singing Simon and Garfunkel. That is the story. That's kind of sweet. It is kind of sweet, especially, you know, I mean, it, he's adorable with it. Like, Axe does not know what you are talking about. Axe does not sing. And Storm Spirit coaxes him into singing and uh, then realizes that he's changing the lyrics. Well, okay. First he says that he can't tell anybody else that he sings. Axe demands that you pinky promise! Like, it's it's actually good. This is a totally enjoyable story. 
Um, but then he's changing the lyrics a little bit. And uh, acts, Storm Spirit asks him to tell him like what, what it means to him that he's changing the song. Well, Storm Spirit, I'm not going to do my Axe voice anymore because I love you guys and I can only hurt you so bad. Well, Storm Spirit, Axe believes that this song is about a soldier who lies dying on the battlefield, surrounded by his allies, even though there is nothing left that they can do. He looks into their eyes and asks if they are going to Scarborough Fair and asks them to pass on a message to his true love. Even as he dies, he cannot stop thinking about the one who rejected him and broke his heart. It is quite sad. And, uh... It turns out that Axe sees himself as the soldier. And then Storm Spirit would like to know who the true love is. Axe cannot tell you. Axe knows that he will be rejected. Axe just admitted it, didn't he? <laughs> and then they give each other a big sweet hug. And that's the end. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, it's adorable and goofy. So, actually recommend. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Be glad you're not reading what I'm reading. Done. I I had another one lined up, and then I read it, and I... Whew, maybe another time. More Enchantress? No, uh, Lena Batrider Slash. Okay. I thought it seemed like it could be fun. Like, the other kind of fun. But and then the beat, then the bat got involved, and you were like, "Oh no, this is actually really weird." I actually stopped before the bat got involved, so I can't rule it out, and I would not rule it out. Whoa! Well, all right. Thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, this has been episode twenty-nine of and Bottle Crow, like a third of the length of the last Dota game we played. Yeah, well, about about half, like a quarter. No, no, half. It's better if you exaggerate. It sounds but we better. Already, we already told them up front. You can write us uh, any questions or comments you have to bottlecrowpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet them to us at bottlecrow on Twitter. Uh, you can find more of the work that I do on, on video games criticism, as well as some of my friends, at scanlinemedia.com, which actually we recently recorded, me and Emily, uh, a podcast about Stardew Valley, if you are a fan of Stardew Valley. If it wasn't for the fact that you could see me on Steam, I might have tried to play it while we recorded this podcast. I am sad <laughs> addicted. Uh, you, uh, if you want to give us any help covering more things, you can back our Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Any money you give us goes towards more hardware or software. None of it goes into a person's pocket because we are not for profit around here. Um, and our... Music, as I mentioned before, is courtesy of Reddit user Pomoni. It is his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which you can find in-game, and I highly recommend. Me too. Thanks so much, everybody, and uh, may your games be shorter than ours. Bye. Bye. Bye.